Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Here we go, it's the Kawhi Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Copy Podcast and yet another live stream. We're, we're, we're cracking on with this, seeing what, seeing what happens. I'm joined as usual by Jay Pearson. How are you doing, Jay, lad? I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. Yeah, good stuff, lad. And we're also joined by Harvey once again. He's done a recent interview with us on the channel, Famous Fans. If you haven't checked that out yet, go and check that out. Uh, welcome. Thanks for coming on again, mate. Nice to have you on again. time, boys. Good to see you again. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Ah, I love it, mate. Love it. So, so come on then, mate. How did it go? It, we got absolutely hammered in my charity game against Marlon Haywards All Stars six two. But the game was amazing. I mean, the levels was high. Considering I had like you know a couple of Premier League boys in my team and a lot of Championship League One players, you could see that the levels of the Wes Browns, the Stillian Petrovs, the George Boatengs, different level, mate. Absolutely different. They was miles ahead of us, and um, Stillian Petrov. Wow, probably, probably, I probably touched him once, hit him with a tackle, but apart from that, I didn't get near him. I didn't even smell his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> only, at, only, at, only at the end when we had a cuddle. <laughs> really? What about uh, George, George Boateng? He's just an absolute beast, isn't he? Like He's ridiculous, isn't he? Animal. Like I said, when you see just the way they move the ball, the way they always seem like they got time, how quick they see passes, is absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, first off, we were very poor. Second half, we we battered them. But when they caught us in the counter, they was literally cutting us open with like three passes. So, but yes, Stan Petrov, wow. Both of them, just the honour. Wes Brown, I didn't even see him get beaten once. I think maybe once one of the boys done a little step over on him, but he he was in cruise control, cruise mode. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. It's like, when you come up against someone like that, it's just like you, you can see this the step up and it. it's just quality. Unreal. What was the yeah. final score in the end, mate? Six two in the end. So we done quite well because we got we got we got it back, got back to three one. And I thought they was under the cosh. We hit the post, um, carried on cracking on, but then they, they just caught us on the break twice, and that kind of deflated the boys. Then we got another penalty because I scored two penalties, 
Um, I think Jamie Curran got brought down on one, and then one was a handball. Um, I've done my job on the penalties. Um, should've, I shouldn't have had a hat-trick, to be fair. Mr. Sitter sit on the back post. You'll see it on the, um, <laughs> on the live footage. But, yeah, it was just the quality, how quick these class players can just cut you in two. And I'm thinking, you know, even Wes, who's a good friend of mine, you're thinking, how many league titles and Champions League leagues has this boy won? And FA yeah. Cups. And he literally drove four hours to play in me and Marlon's game. What, what, what a guy. But I just wanted to get one over him because he played for Man U. Oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, me and him had a bit of banter last night on the old text and that. But yeah, he's got one over me. But the return leg is in February. So um, we're, we're that Marlon's hosting that one. We're going to Super. Yeah. Super, oh, yeah, like, mate. The goals, like your two pens were great. And then, like we touched on before we started recording, that the Umber and one from outside the box. That's just that was just filthy. That wasn't it. Like we'll, oh, put, the, we'll, we'll put we'll put the uh, the link in the description once it's once uh, Harvey's uploaded. Oh, thank you, thank you, boys, thank you. Yeah, it was like I said, Dion, Dion Burton, another player who played at, played at high level. You know, just great finishing. Guy Musi who played in the Championship for Nottingham Forest in the in the French League for Angers. Just just real real good players, and you know the body may stop working like it used to, but the brain doesn't. Yeah, you know what I mean, so um, it, it it was an amazing game. Few few kickoffs to be fair too. <laughs> yeah, but um, once we were only on the pitch, once it was done, it was done. Um, Marlon Harewood and Sadji Burton had a little kickoff because they're both they're both physical lads. Yeah. So as you know, Marlon strong lad, what a player. Sadji ex Crystal Palace, not another strong rock, and I knew them two was going to clash. It was like a bo- um battle of <laughs> Muhammad Ali versus George Foreman. <laughs> literally oh, glad, you, glad you enjoyed them I'm glad it was a good day that's what, yeah. what you need in, the, in these times don't you so it was nice and positive and stuff so it's, it's brilliant but like you said mate the, uh, you know, we go back to what we spoke about in Famous Fans where you were running around Anfield and stuff like that never leaves you does it mate never still bang, ne- still bang two penalties away it, there we go exactly to be fair I was given a we had a bit of banter in the game um, after the game and I said to the boys like, you lot have played, like, 300, 600 games, like, each, yeah? I says, I've done eight months as a pro and turned into a pop star, and I still scored both goals, and all that. I was like, hey! <laughs> I said, you lot, should be, you lot should be taking a mick in this game. <laughs> but, um, lads, my legs are in bits. Like, this morning, um, my missus was like, get out of bed. I was like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's like it's like when you have a bit of a break from footy, even like a couple of weeks off, whatever, and you play one game, yeah. and you're like, happy, oh. and your legs are like, oh my god, it, just Lads, it, it was a killer. It would have been all right because if there wasn't COVID, I always play in the celebrity soccer games at all the pro- professional stadiums in the summer. So by the time I get to this type period of time, I've had about five, six games under my belt. Yeah, before my own personal event, but because literally I have not played since last summer, literally, and. I'm a fit guy. I'm fit, you know. Like a lot of us are still fit, you know. I train hard, but you still can't beat match fitness, can you? No. So the first, the first twenty minutes, I was like, "Can someone lend me a lung, please?" Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I need a lungs from somewhere, but we got through it. And I'm, I was one of the few that played ninety minutes. So there you go, sorted then. There you but go. yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll throw that link in the description, and uh, obviously all the causes that that was going towards is great. So I encourage you to go and check check that out because it's. Thank you very much, guys. Can I can I give a, a quick shout out to Dom's Food Mission, feed the homeless, um, and boot hunger out. Um, great guys. Um, it was amazing there. Like I said, yeah, the football's the fun part, but we're not important. Um, they are. So I just wanted to say a special shout out to them charities, guys. Thank you. Thank you. 
Well said, mate. Well said. We'll put the links um, to the charities as well in the description after the video. Super. Um, along, along with the highlights as well. So, yeah, great shout out there, mate. Thank you, mate. Yeah, no worries. But uh, we'll we'll crack on for whatever everyone wants to know about the, the match on Saturday. Obviously, West Ham, we, we got over the line, 2-1 winners. Um, thoughts going into it, Harvey? I mean, like, Nat Phillips starting and Curtis Jones starting was a bit, both were a bit, well, Nat Phillips more so, but Curtis Jones was a bit of a surprise as well. Was you a bit worried going into that one? At this precise moment, because um, we've got so many injuries, it's been the most bizarre season I've ever seen. I think that we played absolutely average and mediocre, and we're still top of the league. We have we haven't even hit full form. So some of some of um obviously some of the decisions that Klopp's been forced to make is no fault fault of his own. You know we've got so many injuries. He chose to to go into the um the youth system. And I, I I did thought when they said that he was going to start Reese Williams, I was like, I'm not sure yet. You know the kid's definitely a future future star, but I just wasn't very sure if he could get thrown in a line of fire. Now, Nat Williams has been at the club a while. He's been sent on loan to German clubs and various other clubs. And I was nervous. I'm not going to lie. Because I thought, if it goes wrong for him, this could literally end this boy's career. You know? But it was genius. Because Klopp trains with these guys every day. And he knows what he has. And you know what was good about, um, about Nat? Good old British fashion centre off. He cleared it when he had to. He didn't give a hell who he took out. Um, you know, he, he headbutted a few, didn't he, just to get the ball. And he was like a true brick. He reminded me of Terry Butcher. Do you remember him? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. 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 No, Nat's not amazing on the deck. But he done everything simple, you know. As soon as he got the ball, he got it out of his feet and he just done his job, passed it out to midfield, passed it out wide. And I thought, for us to get through this game with so many injuries, um, amazing, amazing, yeah. you know. I didn't. I, I was very shocked when I seen him and Curtis starting. I was like, I didn't know Klopp's thinking here because I thought, well, why are you going to rest Jota now? Jota's starting to warm up. He's on fire. So, and he's. You can see now Jota's got used to the system. He's starting to be a real problem. So I thought that he might. I don't know. Drop Jota into midfield. Um, and obviously Bobby ain't had the best start to the season. But no way will I ever disrespect Bobby Firmino because people don't realise it is the position that he does is so hard. He takes all the crap to free up the space for Mane and Salah. And just because he's having a little, um, a tough moment, we shouldn't start to get on him. Because we know yeah. he will do something great again and he will be great again. But I do believe maybe he does need a bit of time out of the team and put Jota down the centre and maybe inter interchange them two just to break up break up the front three a bit. Ciao. Yeah, I think we've, we've said that a couple of times. I mean, it's just, it's... It's just doing it. I mean, I don't know what type of for me type of character for me. You know, is to be honest, the scenes. I mean, I imagine he'd be he wouldn't be happy about that decision. But I think maybe in in his heart, he maybe knows he needs a bit of time just to maybe recharge a little bit. Because even of his, course, his, he's, his he's touch is a bit off, isn't it? As well, which isn't like him. It's just weird. Like you know, Bobby Firmino don't lose the ball. You know, he's probably lost um, lost the ball so much this season. Probably most he's done in. <laughs> Whole time he's been at Liverpool, he looks after the ball. He's very, very clever with his, with his, um, with his movement. Um, disguisingly good in the air. Do you know what I mean? So if you think Bobby scored quite a few headers, and like I said, technically he's amazing, but like I said, it's tough. It's tough. A lot. I know a lot of players that um play in the Premier League, and I spoke to a few players. Um, and I said, what's it like playing out, playing with no fans? And a few of my friends said, you just get on with it because we love football. And we're just happy to be back playing football in this situation. And a couple of my friends have said that it's hard to motivate themselves. 
without the fans. So you also got to understand the trauma that a lot of the, these players are going through. When in our whole lifetime have we ever seen watch consistent football with no fans? So if it's affecting us, how do we think it's affecting them? They're still human beings. So yeah. I don't even believe in home and away no more. It's just the pitch to me now. Yeah. It's just the pitch. Yeah. And I think you can see that. Like, obviously, we haven't been... It's been diff it's difficult to say because we've been winning games still, but we've not been performance wise. We haven't been setting the world alight, have we? Like like you ex expect of a, of a club team, and that that showed after after ten minutes. Obviously, four hours puts puts them one up. And I've seen uh, Mal Nerwood giving you a bit of grief about that one. Is he is he still at, um, a big hammer? Is he after his four years at at uh, West Ham? Who um who's that? Sorry, they it cut kind of skip there. Sorry. Oh, Marlon Herwood. I've seen he was giving you a bit of grief on uh, Instagram when they scored. Marlon is still quality. Um, obviously can't move as um as quick as he used to, but um in regards to like his love for West Ham, he still thinks he plays for him when he sends me messages. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so when he when he gave me that bit of stick when Four now scored, um I was I was like, yeah, you know we're one nil up. I was like, what are you still out there, mate? You better concentrate on the game you got tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but um I thought I thought he um. That post was a bit too early. I'm very... If I start... If Liverpool score in the first half an hour, I kind of sit back a bit because you never know what can happen. 90 minutes is a long time. And that's what I said to him at the end of the game. I said, you spoke too soon, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you just got jotted. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, it was great, Banter. Mar Marlon's a great lad. And um, I love his lo loyalty to West Ham because, you know, that's what made him a successful man. And that's where his lo loyalty is. But don't ever come in my corner. Never, you'll never walk alone <laughs> to to the end. Yeah, it was uh, like we said. It was it wasn't a great it wasn't a great goal from our perspective. Obviously, a ball in Joe Gomez is head of the clear. It wasn't a great clearance, was it? Maybe do you think he should have he should have done better really? And then I think even after that, maybe he should have closed down quicker. I mean, we because we expect such high levels from Joe Gomez, isn't it? That we expect them maybe to do a bit better than that that type of scenario, don't we? Of course, the header wasn't powerful enough, and obviously when you're doing a defensive header, please don't try and go down the centre, right in front of your goal, put Alisson under danger. You know, at least try and put a bit of angle on it, you know, so it's a bit awkward. But literally, he put it on a plate. It was, it was yeah. like a centre-forward setting a ball for a centre-midfielder. He literally, <laughs> header, poor header, and four nails just had to come on and finish it. And you know how technically good four, four nails is as a player. So that was, that was um, literally a gift from God for him. Um, I did say to you, I was very concerned um, at the beginning of the season about our centre-half situation. Till this day, I believe we have to sign Kula Bali or Apokano. We have to sign one of them. We have to go super rock. That's no disrespect to Joe Gomez, but there's certain elements of Liverpool at the start of the season where we just haven't been good enough. Yeah. And we're starting to go back to that nerve, feeling nervous feeling again, you know, shake at the back, not dealing with, um, with, with set plays too well, apart from Saturday where Nat was unbelievable. He literally carried the back four in the air by himself. Mm. You know, so um, I'm very I'm very concerned at the moment, and even though we're we're top of the league, I'm going to remain very humble because um, uh, I think we need if we had Joe. Well, I know Joe Matip had been announced fit today, but if we had Joe Joe Gomez and Fab fit in front of them, I'd be like, all right, we can get through, we can get through it, we can get through it till January. So hopefully, um, within the next two weeks, we see we see um that formation, we see Joe and Joe and Joe. And Fabinho sit, sitting just in front of him, I think that's a good bit of protection, you know. But yes. um, at this precise moment, Atalanta tomorrow, building up to Man City, 
Oh gosh. Yeah, that's the thing in it because we've got like. Yeah. We've, we've we've conceded twenty seven goals uh, in fourteen games so since since we won the league. Um, so it's it's quite shocking in terms of that stat because we didn't you know we've, we we haven't been at the races ever since we won the league obviously but it's like you said at the top of the, the show mate we're still top of the league regardless and that is that's phenomenal that considering what what's gone on but it's I mean when when we went one nil down I was thinking all oh, right shit here we go again you know we went one nil down to Sheffield United, Sheffield United. I, yeah I wasn't worried about not winning the game because I still think our attack could pull us through. Um, it's, it, again, it's essence of 13-14, wasn't it, when uh, we, we scored more goals than we conceded and that was what got us through the game. Not to, you know, Our defence is so much better than 13-14, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But that was the balance, wasn't it? And I think, I don't know how you felt, but when we went 1-0 down, I was, I was pissed off. But I was just like, do you know what? I still think we'll win the game. 100%. And that's weird, like, Soon, like I said, as soon as they went one nil down, we, we we dealt with the same situation the week before, and um, it's quite tough for Liverpool because every team that comes to Liverpool, as soon as they score it, go one nil up. Here we go. Here comes the Great Wall of China. Let's just sit off. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh! I said, West Ham, this is a bit of a different challenge to Sheffield United because their centre halves are massive, Ogbonna, yeah. and just a big back four. And I went, oh, this is going to be so frustrating. But I know that one thing that Klopp has installed in them players. We keep going, we keep pressing, we keep going, we keep pressing. We just keep chipping. And that's one thing I know. No team's going to beat us easy because we play to the 95th minute. Yeah. That's guaranteed. We keep hammering at that door, hammering, no matter how frustrating it gets. And that's something that Klopp has installed in the players. And I don't believe anyone has that that knocking at the door like Liverpool have. And that's why, that's why we're still nicking these results. Yeah, Even, even in the most negative situation. And like what I said to people, you keep laughing because when Virgil's back, when Fab's back, Thiago, Jota, and they're all ticking, karma will come back to haunt you all. So <laughs> the reason why everyone's, you know, having a guy look on, you know, trying to throw little digs at us and feeling a bit confident is because we have injuries. What cop out that is. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, judge us when we've got a full squad. Don't judge yeah. us when we've got. Nat getting drafted in last minute, who hasn't played for Liverpool for how long since the Carabao Cup? How many years ago? And then young Curtis Jones, who's literally just warming into the team, he's a young lad, you know. And we're still beating teams, so yeah. bore off all you other fans, bore off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you said, all those, all those injuries, and we're still top of the league, like you said, like exactly. it's all about Jurgen Klopp and, and the, the confidence he instills in, in, in his players. And like you said, they don't ever give up. And one of those players is obviously Mo Salah, who's like. Probably one of the best mentally in the world in terms of like nothing phases him, and it was him that got us got us um, the penalty for the two minutes. Good little ball in by Curtis Jones, and then yeah, he gets gets the pen and gets up and scores it. And how do you feel about Salah on pens? Because I've said it before that I still crap myself every time he takes a pen because because of the run up. Do you do you worry about when he takes pens? I know he's great at them, but I always worry. I don't know why. It's a weird one because I literally what you said. I totally agree with you. He don't miss them, but literally because of his run up, it oh my, it just makes me nervous. And but funny enough, I copied his technique yesterday. So when you see my second penalty, I actually copied it, and it <laughs> and I thought I think it's the intensity that he runs out, runs at the pace, confuses the keepers. But one thing that's good about him is that he goes different sides and different heights, but he runs at the same pace, and the run up's exactly the same. Yeah. So yeah. literally, you can't predict his penalties because if you know with the um. The West Ham penalty, Fabianski went to the same side that he went against Sheffield United, if I'm correct. 
So right. he, obviously was, he was doing his homework that week at training and then Mo just went down the centre. <laughs> so I like the way that Mo just plays with their heads. As long as he keeps the variation with the penalties, um, yeah, Mo, like he, he's going to be fantastic here. But like I said, with the run-up, still makes me nervous to this day. Even if we get one tomorrow, I'm like, Klopp, look, Kenny, Klopp always turns his back. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I think when Milner steps up, he's just kind of like, he's going to score. But with Salah, I'm like, he's, he's going to score, but I'm still going to shit myself. doesn't matter how he does it. But uh, yeah, we thankfully we got that goal because it was only three minutes before half-time. And I think if we got to half-time, nil-nil, we wouldn't have been worried, but it would have made it a bit more of a difficult proposition, maybe second half, because they would have sat back even more and just soaked up the pressure. It might have been much more difficult for us to get through. Yeah, totally. But, but with uh, the with the penalty though, there was a lot of fallout, wasn't it, the, uh, after the game re- regarding the whole diving incident? And I think it's it, it's good that we get we get it out in the open in terms of what what everyone thinks about it because obviously the de- uh, twenty four hours later, you know, Harry Kane's the, the subject of one as well on the edge of the area. Harvey, what do you make of the whole? Because because Salah was so good in his first season and he was he, he was winning penalties because of his tricks and similar way Suarez used to do it. Um, I think. It's now going against Salah, isn't it? Because of people saying, oh, he goes down too easily and stuff like that. Whereas it, it's not just Salah that maybe does that or doesn't do that. It's rife in the game at the minute, isn't it? VAR, get rid of it, man. You don't you don't create a system that you don't know how to handle. You know? It's, it's getting ridiculous. It's getting petty. And what it's doing is stopping things like physicality, tackling. is a man's game that we're playing in. And I'll be real as a Liverpool fan. Mazawaku, I feel very hard done by Oh, Woodfield. Mm. Yeah, okay. You slide down, you see a little clip on Salah's ankle. Okay. But let's be honest with you, boys. Give or take, if there was no VAR, we might have got that. We might have not over on a normal day. You know? But then you've got to think, the last couple of weeks, VAR has been cruel to Liverpool. I've I've still got a a mark where I punched my TV after what happened to us against Everton in the last minute. Because (laughs) that absolutely sport my whole day. And even the things, you know, how Virgil got injured and the tackle on Thiago, you know? It, it, it's just crazy out there, but there's no continuity to it. So when they're making, even with the goal, the jo- uh, first one that got disallowed, are you serious? Like, let's be honest with you, Ogbonna and Mane both went through the ball. So did the keeper. Of course there's going to be a melee, but you can never say that was an intentional foul. And if yeah. you look, Ogbonna was the one that knocked the ball out to Jota. Yeah. So what's the line here? How's that a foul? I don't, no, That one I'd have been like, come on now. Like, that was a clash where all the players went for the ball and the ball broke free and Jota done his job. Now we're getting these, getting these shoot up. The, oh, I don't know. Even the, even the referees are disappointing in me lately. They're just disappointing me, you know? And when they walk to that screen, I'm like, oh, mate, go away because all you're going to do is re- reverse the decision. Only yesterday, the Brighton-Tottenham game was the first ref to go against go against the decision, wasn't it? Yeah. The first yeah. one. So let's be realistic. These refs are like puppets at the moment. And, yeah. you know... Oh my gosh, he's offside. His elbow, like that is that's getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. To I, I'm stick back to this day. That Jordison Henderson goal was a last minute winner. Yeah, and they took it away from us. It was so petty and ridiculous. No way, no way. Yeah, yeah, it was, mate. Uh, even like you said, there's decisions like that going against us, and we've got all these injuries, and we still we're still top of the league. So it makes it even sweeter in a way, doesn't it? it I makes mean, it, like, especially yeah. that Everton lost to Newcastle yesterday. And you know what? I didn't know the score. Because of my event, I said to no one, don't tell me the score. Because after we have a big booze up like we did yesterday, <laughs> um, when I get in, I just want to get in bed and just watch it. 
the whole of match of the day too. I did not know one score, not one. Nice. I done it on purpose and like, and I sat there minus the Man Arsenal because that was on in, on in, at the stadium we played at. But when I see them lose, I was buzzing and I'm I'm good friends with Callum Wilson and I text him straight away. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Repeat what he said back, but it was good for Liverpool. <laughs> stuff honestly like it was a bit of a weird one I think game one because you expected to be beating Newcastle but like you said get dropping Pickford and the whole like the can on the injuries that's the thing and they've got this bit of a uh, crest of a wave at the start of the season but you've got to have the squad the strength and depth like we have throwing throwing kids in there and still winning games if you if you're not doing that you screw pretty much aren't you one hundred percent mate but, yeah. I need go on Sorry, go on, mate. Carry on, carry on. I'll say, hundred percent is like we we got with Everton. You know, they they haven't had a heart a, a start like that since David Moyes. Remember when David Moyes had that really good season when they was yeah. kind of you know fishing around the the top four and you know five and six position and you know they was like yeah we're back and you know we're gonna be up there with with the other side of Liverpool with the red <laughs> side and then they had this amazing start to the season. They started getting excited again. I got to go on Twitter and watch Tony Bellew's silly tweets. Uh, and I was like, oh gosh! But in the in the back of my head, I was like, Everton always hit a gas kit. Always, yeah. They go, they go, yeah. Literally, and and what I predict, they've got obviously they're a lot stronger this season. Jokes aside, they are a lot stronger. Angelo is a great manager. I do like some of the players that they that they've got, but I think that for them, they've got to look at Euro- look at the Europa as a realistic target, and maybe maybe getting a, a Carabao or a FA Cup. I would, yeah. you know what I, mean? I would love to see Everton win, win something. There's nothing that really affects us or that we're bothered by. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I don't have a problem with Everton. It's a friendly rivalry, you know. Yeah. But um, calm down, lads. Don't get too excited. There's only one, <laughs> top and that's and that's and that's across Stanley Park, and the colours red. <laughs> we love we love all that. But uh, like we said, like you, you like you said, Harvey, you have to get his, his gold chalked off. <sighs> Difficult one to call, probably wrongly, but like you said, there's there's too many screens and referees have got agendas and there's all kinds of shit going on in terms of how do they make decisions, what's it, what's offside, what's not, too many grey areas. But then he finally does get his goal on the five minutes to go. The first Liverpool player since 2004, Lewis Garcia, to score in his first three consecutive Premier League games. That's Good right. Start, that. Great, Great start. Great start to the kid. I've always liked the kid. I've loved his movement. When he played in the first game, Always go. I never expect anything. Even the best players at Liverpool, minus Thiago, who was unbelievable in his first game against Chelsea, like the amount of passes in the second half. But um, you gotta give them time to settle. You gotta give them time yeah. to get used to the Klopp system. You gotta get used to the pressing. It demands a lot of energy, you know. But the last, but the fact is, even when he was getting used to the system, he was still nicking a goal. And I said, the last two games, he now looks like a Liverpool player. Like yeah, you can see, absolutely. Like he's bonded with the players, he's getting used to it, he's earned the players' respect now, you know. And um, he's just a danger. I just love him, and I, he's so nippy, you know. He's nippy. He's like, and I, what I like with him is he's like Mane. He's very direct. Yeah. As soon as he sees a gap, he don't delay, mate. He's gone. Look at the little one-twos that he created when he came on against um, West Ham. Um, I think he cut cut across one of their players, not to Mane. Little one-two went to Dredd, went back again, came back. Back to Cleary, ball cut across the middle, job done. So, 
he's um he's definitely a presence and the kid's only gonna gonna get better. We still forget how young he is. That's it. That's it, mate. He's settled in so well, hasn't he? Oh, so so good to see. Someone settling in that quickly is just and the kids don't even celebrate everything. when he scores. He just <laughs> no, yeah, it's like fuck it. That's what I do. I was like, <laughs> how cool! I was like, how cool is Jota by the way? Honestly, mate, I just I, this. We we said didn't we on 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 the show that you did with us? How just shocking the the signing came out of the blue, wasn't it? It was out of nowhere. We're just like shit. We've signed Jota, and then wow. we, we knew he was a good player anyway. But I didn't expect him to make a start like he has done. One hundred percent. He's been, you know, he's been brilliant. It wasn't, I thought we was going to obviously get Traore. That's what I thought our target was. Yeah. But I would have took any one of, I would have took any one of them. I still believe Traore is going to come Liverpool next season. <laughs> I hope I so, mate. Because there's something, um, but I don't worry about our front line. I never have, you know. And now we've got enough strength in depth. Like I said, please, 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 sign up a corner with Kula Bali. Klopp, you will thank me for this decision. <laughs> we need we need a strong African at the back. We need a strong African that is a world class. So when we go to Burnley, when we go to all these these tough games, when we go to Man City, you need someone next to Van Dyke that can bully them, you know? And trust me, we need one of them too. Upper Carmo or Kula Bali, and we are unbeatable. <laughs> I would love that. Well, I've, I've seen some links today with um, Alaba from Bayern Munich. I'll take Alaba too. Sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah. And do you know, and do you know how cheap we'll get him for? Have you seen yeah, his price? Yeah, I know. That guy was still... so expensive years ago. Because of his age, I would take Alaba all day. And I yeah. think Alaba's a realistic target for January. Sorry, I forgot about him. So, yeah, Alaba all day. Any of them guys. And Alaba's an athlete too. No, big time. I mean, so, he's, 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 a, he's a left back, isn't he? Well, he's, he's gone from left back into, into centre back. Into centre half. So, mm. so he can do the both. Yeah. And you know, yeah. that gives him. Uh, what's going on with the Greek kids? Timazakis. I think. Oh, Timakis, yeah. He's, I think he's back, he's back to training, some, Yeah, he's back in training now, yeah. yeah. He yeah. was quality in the Carabao Cup. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. okay, this kid's. This is a good cover to have at left back, and Andy Robertson, mate, he's going to give you some competition because this is yeah, he's aggressive and he can deliver a good a good ball. So yeah, um, well, and, the, and then, the, the team news for for Atalanta is is a lot better, isn't it? After like, the last couple of days, you know, Matt, like you said, Matip is uh is fit is sort of fit again. Kate's fit, but obviously they're going to need a couple of more tests before they play the game, and you know they might not make it and this that and the other. So what about Thiago? I don't know what's going on. It's still up in the air again about it. This, this. Go on, Mick. You've got the, you got the, he, the news, haven't you? He's not, he's not trained today. I know yeah. that Klopp said he didn't train. Uh, he said Keita and Matip are back in full training. Simakas is in back in full training. Thiago hasn't trained. I think he's done light training, so I don't think he's going to be. I think he's, he, he's basically trying to get him back for Man City. I think, I think that's the aim, ultimate aim. Do you know what? Back... Though, it, do you know the difference of a world class player? Like I said, even against Everton, all that stupid. Richarlison tackle on him. Do you see the balls that he sees? The other midfielders can't see them type of passes. The guys mm. are made. And it's not even like, he doesn't even need to warm up. He's that good. He's yeah. impacted against Chelsea and his impact against Everton. We looked a different side with him in midfield. We looked like we, we could just cut you open at any minute. So, if we're saving him for Man City, I'm fine with that. I'm yeah. fine. Do you know what I mean? You don't, it's, and it's probably better off to... um. Let him rest. No traveling to to is it is it Anfield tomorrow? Atalanta. I can't remember. No, it's away, mate. Yeah, oh, with uh, 
we're gonna have, we're gonna have Italian nightmares again because we've not won in Italy under Clark yet. So Na- Na- oh. yeah, Napoli and Rome, we just couldn't do it. Yeah, so if he's saving it from because you know traveling abroad to Italy, getting back for his first game, just keep the boy at home, wrap him up in cotton wool, yeah, and then save him <laughs> for the big game next week to um this week coming up. Sorry to cut him open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Joey. Uh, no, I was just going to say about uh, for, for Atalanta. You know, it, they, I'm glad we got the three points in the bag against West Ham because it was it was it was a solid performance. As we you know after we go in a goal down and again, you know, f- so happy that we ended up getting that second goal and the the, the Shakiri pass. Oh my God! Oh, unbelievable! Oh, just uh, incredible. When they said they're selling Shakiri, I was like, no, no. I don't know what's been going on with him the last two years of him on clock. But something looks like they've had a chat and he's got his head down. He looks a lot happier. And I, I don't know if there's a personality clash there or, you know, because Shakiri's quality, man, like, it's weird. He hasn't played a lot, but think of all the moments that he has played. What he's yeah. done. Yeah, it's true. Like, it's true. It's a good point. The derby against, F, like, he always turns up. The guy is clever. The two goals against Man United. Like, the, the, just, I just, all I want to see him this season is just chill out sort out whatever differences you had behind the scenes. I don't know what was going on and do what you've done Saturday because it looks like now Klopp believes in him now. And yeah. like they sorted it all out. And he's now a key substitute. Do you know what I mean? So if he gets his nut down, he'll get some good game time. Yeah, he's, definitely, mate. Because he's got the ball. Oh, coach, Just coach incredible, isn't it? Off. Oh, your legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was like Thiago like, wasn't it? Like, that exactly. Exactly. Megs the defender and literally perfect way for Yotta just to go, go on, mate. Go on, oh, back brilliant, goal. brilliant ball. And even Jota's run, how clever. Oh, no. He's just. Would Would you start like, Jota then? Would you so, start Jota ahead of Firmino? Would you start Jota ahead of Firmino? Atalanta. Um, I, um, I would start Jota against Atalanta. Yeah. And, but I wouldn't start him against City. You didn't say yeah. that, did you? Um, to be, it makes sense, though, mate. Bobby yeah. always turns up in the big games. And especially because he's been under a lot of pressure and getting a lot of flack. And what I like about Bobby, he never shows any emotion, you know, never never has a go at people, never explodes, just gets on with it. When he gets substituted, never sulks. So yeah. I know deep inside, Bobby's going to be like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> you, you, you lot carry on. But for that game, uh, uh, my main thing is um, Thiago, Hopefully he's back in. They go with the same front three. Yeah. And bring bring Jotter on. Um, 50, 55, 60 minutes to unleash, swapping with Bobby. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, and give especially like you said, if you bring Firmino off the heart after sixty minutes, give him a rest, and then like you said, if hopefully he's ready to go for for Man City because City away on Sunday, that's going to be we we need all our big boys and obviously hopefully Thiago's back and we need the likes of Cater and Matter. Exactly. All. And boys. Please don't bring up Villa because I will not talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Oh. Ollie Watkin and Matty Cash are both my friends. I don't even want to tell you the messages I got all week off them. Let's just, <laughs> let's, just let's just leave it there. Yeah, not going there, mate. We're not, yeah. that's, that, the thing is, right? It just shows you how much of a bit of a one-off that was because Villa's results have been up and down since as well. We've been okay, not amazing, but we've been grinding out the results and stuff like that, and it just shows that, you know, like we said before, top of the league, and you think, what, we lost 7-2 to Villa? Fucking hell. Exactly. Let's just, let's, let's just leave it there. I'll call it, that night, that whole week was like Twilight Zone. Man City, <laughs> Man United, and Liverpool all got thrashed. 
It was something with a Twilight yeah. so it could stay in the fucking Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah. All good, boys. Super, mate. I love it. Uh, Mick, I was just wanting to say for score predictions for Atalanta because I've got some stats here. So it's a big opportunity um, to sort of not so much seal the group up, but you know, if you nine to ten points usually gets you um, qualification, doesn't it, from a group stage? So yeah. we win, to, we win on uh, Wednesday. We, we can go, you know, on, on nine points, three wins from three. Have it. And we said before about the Italian nightmare where we don't really perform well. And Atalanta is such a good side at the minute. You know, we've got Zapata who scored four goals. He's got two assists so far in the group stage. They're not, we shouldn't take them lightly, obviously. I mean, they have been our hardest game on paper when the, the group first started. But Ajax gave us a game. Michelin gave us a game. It, it's going to be tough. It's going to be so tough. But I feel like we're going to be more equipped away from home because they've got to come at us. Yeah, and I think that suits us because even Michelin, everyone's like, "Oh, we're gonna battle him," but Michelin came there and done a frustrating thing again. I was like, "Oh god, here we go." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We still had to break down Michelin, so who are not a quality side, you know, but they're just like a, you know, just a t- tough Danish side. So it's gonna be tough, but I believe yeah. that the counter suits us t- tomorrow at Atalanta. That game suits us, but never take Atalanta lightly. Um, I follow all types of football, and they've turned over a lot of big sides. And let's, let's not get it twisted. Do remember, they are in the Champions League. They earned their right. So, yep. you can never take anyone lightly that is in the Champions League. No way this in is, hell. No yeah. way. Atalanta have only failed to score in one game in the last out of the last 19 in Europe. And that says, and against our defence, the way we're playing at the minute in defence, it's, you know, I'm not, when I do my score prediction, I'm not going for a, a 1-0. I think we'll, we definitely will concede, but... Uh, I'd like to see a, a, a nice two-one. That would be nice for me. Hundred percent. Just just to get out of Italy with a with a decent with a decent result. But I honestly believe on the counter, I think we're going to murder them. I think yeah. we're going to soak up a lot of pressure in the first half because it's Liverpool Football Club and everyone's up for playing us. Yeah. And I, and I think the Italians will believe that they can give us a, a good run for our money. But if we get through the first twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes without a goal conceded, we will catch them on the counter. We will yeah. catch them. Yeah, we're getting. Well, just before we wrap up, I want to go through your starting eleven then for for the game against Atlanta because obviously Nat Phillips isn't in the squad. Um, it'll probably be Reese Williams that will probably start the game again, depending on Matic's fitness. But if we can get your starting eleven on the spot now, mate. Obviously, you, we, why, we know. Before we, I do my starting eleven, why is Nat not in the squad? Because when they registered for the squad, he, he, at the time oh, it was all now whether he was going to be in the squad or not, or actually in the team or even at the club. So yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So there, uh, so it's a bit unfortunate, but it gives uh, Williams another chance, doesn't it? Who's done really well. So, but it's up to you. you it's your, it's your eleven, mate. Who are you going with? I'm gonna go. Obviously, Allison, Trent, Joe, obviously. And I think if Matip pass, passes a fitness test, he'll risk it. Yeah. Well, it's not a risk. It's just his fitness because he's fit. Mm. Um. So I'm gonna say, I'm, just, I'm gonna base it on Joe Matip being fit. But if he's not fit, Reese Williams could get put into the line of fire in Italy. So I'm going to stick with Joe Matip, Joe Gomez, Robo left back. Um, midfield, I would like to see Wijnaldum, well, Milner, and Henderson for experience, especially being away in Italy. Yeah. And I'd go Mo, Jota, Mane, rest, rest Bobby. Yeah. Bobby had a bit of a tough time. That'd be my starting eleven. I don't think you should start anyone else in midfield. You know, when we was when that year we won the Champions League, that was the midfield, man. Millie, Hendo, 
and um, Ronaldo and Fab, and just it just alternate, alternate in a few times, a few tweaks here and there. But yeah, it worked. We always do well, especially Fab ain't playing. I just believe it's got to be Hendo, Genie, and Millie for experience because that's that's going to bring defensive security. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'll be very surprised if he goes with one of the kids because Curtis Jones against Ajax, he was out of his depth, man. Do you know what I mean? It was just just a lot for him, you know, because them yeah. Europeans make different runs. Um, and them Ajax boys are good. One thing you know about the, the Dutch, they're very technically gifted. Mm. So um, that'd be my my team tomorrow. Hopefully, if I get that team right, boys, I'm going to be sending you a message straight away. <laughs> Can I be your assistant? <laughs> you can yeah. play at centre half for him. I know. I know. Uh, Mick, is your is your eleven any different to Harvey's? No, I, th- I think it's pretty, obviously if Matip if Matip's ready to go, then he's got he's got to start because it's a tricky game. Like if we win if we win tomorrow, we can go five points clear. So it's 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 huge. We we need we need. I'd take a scrappy one 0 and I don't care as long as we get over the line. Exactly. Think midfield. If Cater's if Cater's fit, I'd probably start Cater maybe and go Cater, Genie, and Hendo, and then um, I'd go fr- usual front three up top. I think. Right. So you're playing. You're playing Bobby then again instead of Jota. So basically, not too much difference. You would just pick um, Naby over Millie. Yeah. Okay. Fair play. Yeah. Listen, Fabinho. Um, Fabinho's always going to be a touch or go. So I reckon it's split the vibe at the moment because Malloy is always always to him, but then I've got to be realistic with his form. And yeah. I always believe football should be played on merit. Not yeah, I agree. Not favouritism. Yeah. And Klopp's a very fair manager. And Klopp, will, Klopp, managers like Klopp and Mourinho will drag anyone, any superstar yeah. if they're not pulling their weight. So, out on based on form, now Jota's got to be like, come on, Gaffer. Come on. I've been patient <laughs> and I still scored you goals. Let yeah, exactly. Right you know what I mean? So... Yeah, definitely. It, it, our squads ain't far off. Ain't far off. Do you know what I mean? Ain't far off at all. It's true. Yeah. So score prediction then, Harvey. What are you going for then against Atlanta? I'm gonna go for a three-one. Uh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Fair play, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I would take it. Well, that would be good if we can uh, get three wins out of three and uh, and be nine points uh, in the group stage four. The Champions League pretty much sewn up then, wouldn't it? It'd be absolutely amazing if we could do that. 100%, boys, 100%. It would. And it stands in good stead for Sunday as well. But Harvey, mate, honestly, listen, again, thank you so much for coming back on the show, pal. We really, really appreciate it. Um, thank, obviously, thank you for having me, guys. Thank you for having me. And as you know, like I said, um, diary pending, and well, we're in lockdown now. Um, these guys have seen me um, that reviewing your show once a month anyway, um, reviewing some, reviewing some games. So, yeah. Love it, mate. We'd, we'd love you back anytime. And thanks, everybody, for watching and for the future comments and stuff like that. Like I said, once the live show stops, uh, the video stays on and we'll put all the links to Harvey's highlights for the charity match that he had yesterday. Uh, I believe they're going on around about nine o'clock, mate. So we'll, yeah, couple, uh, couple we'll hours, grab that. Hours. We'll grab that um, and it'll be in the description for every mate. We'll put links to the charities as well. Uh, once again, thank you very much for watching. Give us a like, subscribe, and uh, we will see you next time. Thank you very much, boys. Have a good one. See you later, buddy. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.